The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast TaylorMade Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April the 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake. Our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. Welcome aboard the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am surrounded by amazing people today. Two of my closest friends in the SGPN world. Of course, you know him up top. I know Justin's like, I don't know where he's at. Uh, up at the top, we got Ryan McIntyre. He is here again. And now I get to actually host with not just one, but two of them. Justin Mark, baby, who, by the way, listen, you divulged just before the show started that Sunday was your birthday. I feel ridiculous as a human being for not knowing that fact. So I'm going to make it better on national Twitter vision or YouTube vision or whatever you're watching. Happy birthday, Justin, buddy. I hope that you enjoyed yourself and had some fine, fine whiskey, scotch, whatever it was you were drinking to celebrate. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, the wife took me to a whiskey bar, so I had plenty of whiskey and um, did more of the drinking on Saturday, though, because I'm too old to drink too much on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we all are too, too, Ryan, weren't we? We were too old. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know what? In honor of J Mark, it is five o'clock on the East Coast. I will cheers to you. Happy belated birthday. Good to have uh, the tri box here. Talk a little NFL draft, baby. Yeah, this is a this is a first, I think, for us as a as a show. Not the NFL gambling podcast in general. I'm sure you guys have had three on before, but this is the first for the three of us. So uh well, listen, again. Ryan and I have talked about this. Ryan, too, has said that the NFL never sleeps. And so there are things happening every second of every day in the NFL world. Uh, and as we start to head toward the draft, which is coming up closer than I think any of us felt like here it is, April the 4th as we record this. And, I mean, we're weeks away now from this and, and not, not as many as we were last week and not as many as we'll be the week next, but uh, we're here. We're really here. So what we'll do is we'll end up breaking down some of the divisions, all of the divisions, actually, as we uh, head down. We'll talk about the betting aspects of what the free agent market has done, what a draft pick is going to entail for them, what that will do to their odds as well. So obviously, we'll tear this all down into a gambling aspects of, of just what's going on. And this week, we spun the wheel and it landed on the NFC East. Feel like it was rigged, given that we've got an NFC East guy over here, uh, and, and he wants to talk about his division, which is fine. I'm all for it, but uh, we're going to start with the NFC East. Just uh, overall thoughts, and and I, I'll let one of you guys wrestle for this as we look at the NFC East. Obviously, we know Eagles were king, but um, can they do it again? And really, is this going to be a, a a division we're going to care about past the Eagles? 
Yeah, last year was I. Everybody had been killing the NFC East for rightfully so a couple years leading up to that. Obviously, when Washington won it at seven and nine, but last year it was the NFC beasts once again. Three playoff teams, three out of the four final four in the NFC, and the only one that didn't get in, of course, was my team. But they still went eight, eight and one with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. They think they upgraded the quarterback position. Um, I think it's another good year for the NFC, and we'll dive into what each team has done so far and how they can improve their team in the draft as well. Yeah, and for me, you know, this is the division that you continuously have a different winner every year, right? It just seems like this one, it cycles. There's no, not one team that's been dominating over and over and over, which makes it fun. Um, last year, the Eagles, they were great. I was high on the Eagles. I was high on Jalen Hurts. I'm still high on Jalen Hurts. I don't know if I'm as high on the Eagles this year. Lose their offensive coordinator, lose their defensive coordinator, lose some key defensive pieces. I think it's going to be a struggle for them to win it again. That, that's just what I personally believe. Well, and again, you have the Cowboys nipping at your heels, although they won't be without they'll be without their main threat for the longest time. I don't know how much of a downgrade not having uh, Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield is going to be for these guys going forward. It feels like that might just be he was holding him back more than he was bringing him forward. I don't know. We'll find out when and if he ever leaves. So, you know, it's going to be a big deal if that's a shakeup. The landscape is going to shake up pretty much in that uh, in that division. Yeah, and his last play will famously in Dallas be him being the offensive lineman and getting trucks. So a fitting way for Zeke's uh, career uh, <laughs> in Dallas to end it with your San Francisco 49ers. But you mentioned it like we killed Dallas, uh, obviously, on this show because of who our bosses are and who we like as our teams. But Dallas is a really talented roster. Nobody's ever knocked them um, because of their talented roster. They just can't get it done in January. And, I mean, they never have gotten to February since the 90s. But, yeah, they just always seem to be wrong place, wrong time, and something bad happens, and they choke in the playoffs. And you can't tell me that adding Brandon Cooks is going to turn everything around. It, it depends <laughs> if you ask Jerry. <laughs> right. I, you know. <laughs> I like Brandon Cooks. I think it'll do. I think he'll do fine there. Obviously, he's been one of those receivers. Uh, Zeke got steamroll on that trick play. Yes, he did, Rob. Absolutely. Just like uh, Ryan said, it will be his his most memorable and last play in that. So, um, but look, here's the thing. So let's let's do this. Let's kind of take it team by team. Let's uh, let's talk through some of what's been going on uh, here recently and just all of the things that were going on. We'll talk about all those teams. Why don't you say we step away for a quick break to knock some of these stuff out before we do that. So let us get to the break and talk to you about, can you tell I'm stalling for time till I do this? <laughs> Underdog Fantasy. There you go. Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and, and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy is your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. So, as we said, we'll take it team by team. We'll talk about first. Let's go ahead and just get into the Eagles then. Let's talk about what the Eagles have in store. Obviously, Justin said he is not high on the Eagles as a team, but I will tell you who, what, what really is driving that train? Because 
right now they're the top dogs and they haven't really gotten any worse in, in our opinions, especially most of the pollsters. So Justin, what about the Eagles? Are you not necessarily all that high on right now? I just think um, the turnover in co- coaching is going to change some of the things for them. Um, I, I know they used all their running backs, but I think losing Miles Sanders is going to hurt them more than they realize. Now, maybe they do replace them, uh, replace him. I actually have them taking Bijan Robinson um, in my mock draft. So if they do that, obviously that really kind of turns things around because he's such a talent. Um but yeah, and then on the defense, they lost some key pieces with their defensive coordinator. So I, I just don't think they're going to be able to dominate as much as they did. I mean, they had a, an extraordinary season where the only games they lost were those that Jalen Hurts didn't play. So, I, you know, I kind of think um, I, I don't think we're going to see that same domination. I think they're going to lose some more games. I still think they're going to be good, but I don't know if they have this uh, this division in the bag. Well, it was nice knowing you, Justin, as far as uh, that's concerned. <laughs> I'm sure you notice soon. Uh, Ryan, they're, 100, they're plus 110 to win the NFC East this season. Uh, Dallas is at plus 190. I mean, it, it, does this feel right to you? And, and what about your feelings on the Eagles right now? So I, I definitely think the Eagles should be the favorite. I mean, they rolled, like J-Mark said, they what, lost three games uh, for the total year. The only game that they lost with Jalen Hurts was at the Super Bowl and then to Washington on Monday night. I had to throw that in there. Um, <laughs> but but I, I do think, like J-Mark said, nobody has repeated as a division winner in this NFC East since 2004 when Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb were there. It really is a fascinating trend that somehow – None of these teams have been able to put it together back-to-back years. And I think that losing a couple key pieces, obviously the coordinators getting jobs as well, but uh, TJ Edwards isn't there, the linebacker, Marcus Epps in the secondary. They lost a couple key pieces. And I think relatively they stayed pretty healthy last year. Other than Jalen Hurts for those couple games, I think for majority their offensive line uh, stayed healthy for majority of the year. So maybe – a little regression, it seems like, when these teams stay really healthy, that the next year they're a little bit snake-bitten by the injury bug. Yeah, and it's just, look, we've seen time and time again how hard it is to be the top dog year after year after year after year. I mean, there are teams that are pulling it off right now, uh, but the the domination of, let's say, the New England Patriots from a year, few years back, it just I don't know that you're ever going to see a team dominate that much anymore, unless, of course, you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Rob Donaldson says Super Bowl windows rarely last as long as the general public think they will. As fans of the Commanders, Bears, and the Niners, I think we all feel exactly that. I remember in the 80s thinking, hey, man, this this Super Bowl thing is easy, right? All we got to do is win and keep winning and keep winning. And then, you know, through my 20s, I was heartbroken time and time again and into my 30s. And I still haven't seen a Super Bowl ring, seen Super Bowl appearances. Haven't seen a Super Bowl ring since uh, '94. Yeah, I haven't seen a playoff win since '05. So uh, at least you've seen a couple of playoff wins. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, we're talking about biggest needs. I just need a new owner. That, that, that's all I'm asking for for Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're going to get one though. Yeah, we'll see. It's- <laughs> Never over till it's over with that guy. So, yeah, but I, I think we all agree that the Eagles will take a step back this year. I we not we're not saying that they're going to miss the playoffs, but I would not take them at plus. You said plus one ten to win the NFC East, correct, Rod? Correct. Yeah, that's, I would. That's what DraftKings has them on right now. Yep, I would. I would. Uh, I would definitely go with uh, the field there. 
Yeah, it's it's such a tough call. The value of plus one ten that's a lot to tie up in in to a future bet. You know what I'm saying? Like I, it's probably going to cash. But like, do you really want your money hold up that long on the off chance that the Cowboys actually put it together? Like I, I don't know. Or the Commanders. I'm sorry, I, I completely ignore the Commanders. Let's let's skip on those. Let's, let's move to those Dallas Cowboys. If they lose Ezekiel Elliott, right? That doesn't necessarily put them in a hole per se. I feel like there's there's a, a lot of uh, opportunity for them to move on with Tony Pollard, right? Uh, he's he's obviously proven that he's a capable back in and of his own right. So um, now you got Brandon Cooks, like we said. Yeah, that doesn't move the needle for Justin, but Brandon Cooks was a thousand yard receiver with some pretty junky quarterbacks. You put him with Dak, Dak Prescott. I know he's not as young, but there could still be some tread left on those tires. So Justin, I'll, I'll toss it to you first about your feelings, the Dallas Cowboys and uh, their Brandon cookiness. Dak Prescott, another junky quarterback, or I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not saying Dak Prescott's a bad quarterback, but I don't think we'll ever see him win a Super Bowl. I, I really don't. Um, I just there's something missing there, I, and I just don't think they're going to do it. And then adding guys that are older guys that are starting to maybe have a little bit of an injury pattern, like Brandon Cooks, like Stephon Gilmore. I just don't think that's their success pattern. I don't think that's going to lead them to topping this division that is a proved last year is a very competitive division. Um, I, I don't think losing Zeke hurts them that much. Now they did say there's still a chance that he ends up back on the team. Uh, but Tony Pollard was a far better runner last year. Um, I think we all saw that now. Can he do that in, as just the only starter or will they add another piece to kind of be a change of pace back is yet to be seen, but yeah. Um, Cowboys are another team that I just, I don't think they have it all there. And um, I know, you know, I said the Eagles aren't there. I said the Cowboys aren't there. Now Ryan's getting excited thinking I'm going to th- say the commanders are there. I don't, I don't want to get your oh, hopes we're there, up. baby. <laughs> that, that might not be where I'm going with this, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, again, I, I don't think they have it there. So the, the Cowboys bring Ronald Jones in to back up Zeke Elliott, Ryan, that does that get you excited? <laughs> no, I, uh, although I will say like Pollard averaged over five yards of carry Zeke only 3.8. So like, I don't, I know Zeke is a great blocker, but there's a lot of miles on those tires and he's been great for that organization. Obviously early in his career, he came onto the rookie stage and he was dominant. He was basically an MVP candidate. Dallas, man, I know we hate them, but their roster is super talented. And I, it just, I'm with J Mark that, that defense was good enough to win a Super Bowl last year, in my opinion. If Dak didn't play as bad a game as he did against San Francisco with those careless interceptions, they would have. They should have won. Beat the the Niners. I know, uh, Rod, you were happy that the Niners won, and it came at Dak's expense. But like Dak, for some reason, whenever they get in these big games, he just does not come through for them. And I, I agree that he will never probably win a Super Bowl, or the Dallas cannot win with a. Uh, uh, Dak Prescott as their quarterback to win a Super Bowl, but that doesn't mean that they can't win the division. I feel like Careless Interceptions was a fantastic 80s song. Uh, somewhere yeah. <laughs> somewhere there's a saxophone playing Careless Interceptions. Um, look, so I, I said they were plus 190 to win the Cowboys. Um, MGM actually says they're plus 175, so a little, le- a little less uh, really feeling the Dallas Cowboys love here for them. I mean, again, it, this is just a matter of these two are, are far and away the two favorites. It doesn't matter what book you look at. They're the, the two favorites in there. 
both are plus un, or under plus 200 rather to win this. So I, I mean, somebody's got to win this division guys. It's, it's going to have to happen, right? I mean, it doesn't matter uh, at this point who it is. Somebody's going to have to do it. Um, I, I know, I know Ryan's smiling so big cause he knows who he wants to win this. Uh, 49ers yeah. are better than the Cowboys. Nick. Yes, they are. Uh, as, as two 49er fans, I can definitely vouch for that as well, but yeah. Um, Hey, let me ask you this, uh, Rod, what would you make of them adding Stefan Gilmore to that secondary I, to pair him up with, uh, Trevon Diggs. And then obviously offensively, they lost Dalton Schultz to free agency. So that probably actually was their biggest loss in terms of production. Yeah, really what it, it's end up going to be is is if this defense can be good enough to stop cuz they ha- look they needed they needed somebody like Gilmore, right? I mean, you've got AJ Brown in that division, you've got all of these these high-flying wide receivers, Dotson and and uh, uh McLaurin like you need somebody that's going to be able to to cover those guys. And I mean, that that was their attempt to do it, right? That that was their attempt to try to level the playing field. So, I ca- I can't hate them for it, but is it going to work? Just like Justin said, not young guys coming anymore. These, these guys are a little bit older now and you know, it's, it's not their heyday as, as it once was. So there's, if there's still enough left to cover then I think it was a good move, but I don't know. It, it's not all that exciting right now. I really can't believe they let Dalton Schultz walk because he's Same. been a, uh, a good tight end and a very solid piece of their offense. Now I do kind of get the idea behind, I mean, but he didn't get a huge contract, so it wouldn't have cost him much, but I get the idea behind this draft class does have some good tight ends. You know, normally you have one or two, this is, it feels like there's probably five that could be solid and kind of produce for you enough. So maybe that was the thought behind it, but yeah, that surprised me that they let him walk. Well, Dak's security blanket. Why are you going to let him walk? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And his famous, he had a famous last play where he forgot to get out of bounds. So all the Cowboys had nice uh, going out parties. Got to throw a little jab in there. Uh, Hashtag Dallas sucks. But yeah, no, it's with Dallas, man. It's not about talent. It's just, can they put it together? And can that defense stay dominant? And then offensively, can they take the next step? Maybe without maybe getting rid of Zeke that they don't have to accommodate like, hey, we got to get Zeke his touches because we're paying him as much as we are. Now we can just do it by committee or and we'll touch on, I'm I'm sure, uh, with the draft needs here. Maybe they address this in the draft where they go after a running back. Although bring up uh, Nick's question. I want to ask this to the panel here real quick. I just wanted what your thoughts are. Uh, You know, what make the Cowboys better. Nick says get Jerry Jones out of the GM position. Look, we love up on Jerry Jones, right? We we definitely love to to give him all kinds of craziness. But the Cowboys would not be the Cowboys that they are right now. I mean, now granted, they had a long history before Jerry Jones, but Jerry Jones took them into the modern NFL. And so I think for as much as we want to dog him for all of his his decision making processes, they wouldn't be where they're at now. Now, I guess that that and I'll toss this around to you guys here real quick to your thoughts, but Maybe, maybe now he needs to step aside to let the person who's next take him to the next level. But of course, we know that that's going to be hard to get somebody to step down when they've already ascended to the level that they have and had the success that they've had as well. I would well, say the biggest thing is he he his ego gets in the way with the coaches he hires. He won't like uh, what Rob says. Talent is not the issue with Dallas. They are just as talented or more talented than Philadelphia was last year, but. They just they're dysfunctional because he's got to micromanage everything. I don't know if McCarthy's a guy either. Let's be honest, but 
he's done a good job for the most part record wise, but I, I just don't know. He's had really good guys he ran bill parcells out of there. It's just kind of, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird dynamic with Jerry. It's hard to explain, to be honest. No, no, I absolutely agree with the ego. It really, a lot of times it feels like he thinks it's Jerry's world and we're all just living in it. Amen. And he's got so much control over the other owners too. Like whatever yeah. he's, he's the older statesman in the room. And that if what he says, some of these younger owners are like, they have looked up to him for years are like, okay, I got to do what Jerry says or else I'm going to piss right. him off. And then I'm going to be in the hot seat and I'm going to be on the outside looking in. Right. It's, it's a control thing for that. And I, yeah, but again, maybe it's time for him to just move aside and let somebody who is more forward thinking now take the reins and see what they can do. Maybe they get a Super Bowl. Maybe they don't. So, um, not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to your team in a little bit. Well, let's step away for another quick break uh, and we'll come back and talk about the other two teams in the division. But let's tell you first about our driver giveaway because we're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their tailor-made driver contest. Contest is completely free to enter and you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The driving is going to take the drawing. You can drive whenever you want if you win the drawing. Drawing is going to take place on Sunday, April the 8th. So make sure to get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Personally, I don't golf, but I'm still going to enter the contest. So if I win that driver, it's up for grabs. So somebody's going to have to make a pretty good offer. Um, all right. Speaking of drivers, I $1. know. One dollar. No. <laughs> We're not bidding right now, Justin. Oh, my bad. <laughs> out of auction league. Stop. Uh, speaking of drivers, these guys have been out on the courses uh, just during the off season, getting their golf game going. New York Giants, let's turn our attention there. In places, you can find them at... Uh, about 550 plus 550 to win the NFC East. Uh, you look back at obviously them finishing nine, seven and one in the division. Hey, above 500 Giants fans rejoice, right? This is a, a team that I don't know that very many people gave a nine, seven and one record to at the end of the year. But uh, I mean, they weren't too far behind the Cowboys. If they just something broke their way a couple times, uh, not that 12 wins would have been possible, but eh, who knows? Uh, anyways, but we do know that this is going to still be a very long haul for them uh, in order to to get back up there. Obviously, we know Daniel Jones resigned a big contract. Saquon Barkley still there. Uh, Matt Breida resigned. Now they got Jamison Crowder. Uh, still have Sterling Shepard. Uh, still have Darius Slate. Now they have Darren Waller as well. They've been putting some pieces together. So, Justin, are the pieces right? Will they fit? Will it equal another couple of wins for the Giants this season? Listeners, don't leave just because I'm saying this. I'm sure these guys have different opinions, but this is the team I'm in on to win this division. I think they're putting enough together. I think they did very well last year with a revolving door at wide receiver. I think you get some solid receiver pieces who hopefully stay healthy, of course. Um, You add Darren Waller in the mix. I think the offense is going to be clicking. And, you know, Securing Dan Jones, I think that helps as well. That's off the table. Don't have to worry about it. A lot of people gave them a little bit of shade because of that contract. But if you look at what he's done, he's continually gotten better. He's done what they've asked. And he's done it with very little help around him outside of Saquon Barkley. So 
I don't think Dan Jones is the problem for them. I think their defense is getting better, and I think they could crush this draft and end up being a kind of dark horse in this division. Sorry, Ryan. (laughs) Am I going to get fired if I say that uh, I think that there's regression coming for the Giants and the Eagles? (laughs) I I got those two teams. I thought that they... Got got some breaks this year. Obviously, both were really good. Brian Dable did an unbelievable job, best coaching job in my opinion of the whole year. Being able to Agreed. manage what Daniel Jones did with the limited weapons he had on the outside, it reminded me of what Harbaugh was able to do with Alex Smith initially when he took over that job. They've they've had good free uh, a good free agency so far. I mean, they had Darren Waller as well. Um, I just think. I, I think that they won a lot of close games, and I like to fade those teams the following year. I, I don't think that they're going to be like a 5-12 and 12 team. I think they hover around that 500 mark. But either, either way, I think Daniel Jones, this is another big year for him because they paid him the, the amount of money that they're paying him. So he needs to not only be as good as last year, but better. But, I mean, they, they got the – most importantly, they got the right coach there in New York. So here's the thing, right? And – Every NFL player, every player of every sport, when they say, I want to get paid, right? That is already them putting faith in themselves, which is fine, right? You can't fault them for that. And you definitely can't fault them for wanting what, they, what they've what they earned and what they feel like they deserve. But the problem is, is that when you get that money, now you got to do something about it. Daniel Jones needs to do something about it, right? Just like you said, yep. he's got to go out and prove it. This is This is not a... I'm going to prove it year. This is a you should have already proved it year. So you're going to have to go out there and perform to the level that you said that we were going to get out of you by paying you this contract. So if if any, like, and New York fans are the worst about this, if there's any cracks in the armor, if there's anything that doesn't go right at the beginning of the season for Daniel Jones, you are going to hear it. And he is not going to have a comfortable season. So the the fate of the whole Giants organization, in my opinion, is how well those first couple of weeks go for Daniel Jones. You're giving him pieces now, just like we said. You give him one of the best tight ends in the league, right? If he can stay healthy, you give him. He still has the the greatest running back out there, Jamison Crowder. Not a barn burner, but a very solid receiver. Much better than kind of what Daniel Jones had been dealing with for the better part of the season, right? At least he's got a, an option now, a threat that uh, you can count on, and and uh, and is out there. So. I don't know. I mean, this is plus five fifty is interesting to to speculate on it. I feel I would feel more comfortable trying to speculate at plus five fifty than tying up my money in plus one ten or even plus one sixty for the the Eagles or the Cowboys. So this is where it starts to get interesting as a better of of how much faith do you have now in this new look Giants team? I I think Dan Jones gets too much. discredit here i know fantasy football doesn't necessarily translate to nfl success right or the bears would have been great last year but dan jones finished as a top 10 quarterback can you name his top receiver because i sure can't i have no idea who the top receiver was and he still finished as a top 10 quarterback yeah so i i think that just goes to speak that he can get it done. He can get it done through the air. He's kind of sneakily good on the ground. You don't look at him and think he's going to be a guy that can run well, but he can scramble. Um, just ask Bears fans. He ran for two touchdowns on us. I would have much rather been beat by Saquon Barkley than Daniel Jones, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and so I just I think given the weapons that they're putting around him, such as 
you know, Darren Waller, and they they have to draft draft a wide receiver. I'm almost positive with one of the first two picks they're going to. Um, I think that they could they could just be sneaky good. That's why I'm high on them this year. And I love those odds. If you can get plus, you know, anything over plus 500 that looks like, hey, I can make this make sense in my head, I'm there for it. I, I, I do agree. Uh, the odds are good there, plus 550, especially in a division where we touch on it already. Like, there hasn't been a repeat division winner. It, unlike the Eagles and Cowboys, if, like, Washington or New York, if either of them's going to win the division – it's got to be a year where the top two kind of get injured and just nothing can go right, and they everybody's kind of clumped up seven to ten wins. If 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 Philly or Dallas are up there 11, 12 wins, I can't see, or th- even 13 wins, I can't see Washington or New York being able to get up there. So it's got to be one of those chaotic divisional races if, if you do like the Giants, in my opinion. I feel like it's just going to be hard overall for any of these teams to hit 11, 12, 13 wins this season. I just feel like they've been making all of them have been making changes to win within their division. Like they know what they need to do to win, you know, in their division. And so you, you see it through free agency. You'll probably see it through the draft as far as them. They're really shoring up to try to win this division. And that's whatever happens after that is all gravy, but they're, they're looking to, you know, get there and, and, and do it right. So I want to go back real quick, though. You said uh, um, Daniel Jones or Dan Jones, I'm sorry, is, is sneaky good on the ground. Uh, we're, we're calling him Ben DiNucci, right? He's the Ben DiNucci of the NFL. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Yeah. Go uh, check out the XFL gambling podcast with J-Mark. That's a, that's a quick plug right there. Ben DiNucci <laughs> of the Seattle Sea Dragons of the XFL. Uh, gotta love it. Former Dallas quarterback, by the way. So there's a tie in there. Um, yeah. All right. Let's. Go ahead and talk about the team Ryan has been wanting to talk about all episode long, and that is the Minnesota Vikings. No, I'm just kidding. The Washington Commanders. I know Ryan loves his Vikings, but um, look, so Washington, 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. You can't get any more absolutely vanilla than that. I mean, that's like that's like they didn't play a season. <laughs> they just basically showed up and 8-8-1 eight, eight and one was good. Uh, you now have Jacoby Brissett on this team. Uh, you, but who knows if Tyler Heineke is going to be able to do this? A uh, lot of offensive line help, a lot of defensive help. But I'm going to let you, because you've been following this a lot more closely than both of us, Ryan, uh, assess this Washington Commanders team and tell me uh, if plus 950 actually sounds good for them to uh, end up winning this NFC East. Absolutely. At, at plus 950, I think you got to at least take a shot at this. Just with the, how good that defense was for a spurt there, um, the second half of the year, Chase Young, uh, Montez Sweat, John Allen, Deron Payne, those guys are all back. Deron Payne got paid. He's happy. It's a big year for Chase Young. They haven't picked up his fifth-year option. It's got a uh, prove-it year for him and Montez Sweat. And you mentioned it. They, they finally touched on their offensive line with Andrew Wiley and Nick Gates. That was the big issue. Whether who was playing quarterback, obviously the Carson Wentz thing blew up completely on Ron um, in that last game where Ron didn't even know that we, we got fucking eliminated. I don't, I'm still like <laughs> mind boggled that he didn't know that that was a scenario. Um, yeah, I'm still, it, I'm, still, I'm, st- I'm still not over it, by the way. But I think adding that offensive line help, being able to run the ball with Robinson and Gibson, and then – they, they got weapons on the outside. Obviously, it was McLaurin, Dotson, and Samuel. This team doesn't lack talent. It's just about the quarterback consistency play. We'll see what happens. There's going to be a uh, uh, competition with Brissett and Hal. 
I think ultimately they're going to do everything they can to have Hal win the job. But if Brissett's the guy, I think this is a proven year for Eric Bieniemy too, the offensive coordinator. He didn't leave Kansas City just for fun. You don't leave Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. You leave Kansas City to go to Washington, I guess, to prove that you can be a head coach. So he's going to roll with the right or the right guy that he thinks can win him games. Um, question from Nick Fortune: When is Matt Ryan going to the <laughs> the Redskins? Right in uh, in what role? <laughs> Quarterbacks coach? <laughs> he, he he might be a good coach one day. To be honest, Matt Ryan. Yeah. No. Still- um, this question sounds silly, but it's serious. Is this the best wide receiver trio in this division? That's I think question. so. I think I mean, so. I think, I think duo, we said that last sure. year, right? Yeah. We, yeah. we said that last year. It's definitely not the Giants. We already touched on it with, with the limited <laughs> options. Um, Philly's, Philly's talented. Obviously, they uh, got Smith and why am I drawing a blank on who? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. What, what? How did I draw a blank on AJ <laughs> Brown? He just kicked everybody's ass all last year. So they have the best duo. And then Dallas obviously adds Cooks um, and Lamb. I, I would say they have the best trio. I agree with that. Not the best duo, yeah. best trio. That's what I'm thinking. If you say duo, probably not, but trio for sure. Um, and, and that is intriguing. And I'm a big Robinson fan. You know, we all know how he started last year after getting shot. Yeah. It's whether Howell can do this, you know, and, and if Jacoby Brissett's getting the starting job, how much does Howell pay the medical staff to puncture his lung so that he doesn't <laughs> get the starting job? I mean, we've seen it happen to him before. Um, but no, I you know I think Howell is decent. I think we need to see more of him before we can say this is a team that's going to win the division. But um, this is another team that you know they have a lot of opportunity in the draft here to kind of take the best player that fits their needs because they do have a lot of talent on the roster, on the defense and on the offense. So when it comes down to, I think they have pick sixteen. You know mm-hmm. they're kind of lined up to take the best available for what they need. Um, I'm showing quarterback, interior line or cornerback, not quarter, sorry, linebacker, um, defensive line. But, you know, really, I think that defensive line is pretty solid. So I think if they could get a lockdown corner here, especially with the other wide receiver duos, that they could have one of the best defenses in this division, which is saying a lot because there are some good defenses in this division. Um, so, yeah, it's they're, they're definitely intriguing to me. Just for myself, I need to see more out of Howell before I can – can be confident that yeah the commanders are going to be able to push these these other teams to win this division. Hey, let me ask you this, Rod. If Heineke was back, where where would you uh, position them? Because like I, it, it's I feel like everybody's saying the same thing with Washington, listening to different opinions. Is yeah the roster is good, uh, coaching's okay. I would say Ron's Ron's okay. The enemy's obviously coming over. Uh, Del Rio's got a good defense. But it's all about quarterback, and that's the most important position. So if Heineke was there versus this Hal Brissett dynamic, do you, do you favor either side? NFC champs. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, I, I think it would be it would come down to really just how well he uses the weapons. I mean, if Heineke could be, and and I know that we always toss this this phrase around, but I still think it's not as as negative as as most people say uh, a game manager. If you're as a quarterback, it's your job to use the tools around you. Not you don't have to be 
And I don't know why we've done this to the quarterback position over the years. Make them the focal point. I know they've got to run the offense and everything like that. But I mean, the best quarterbacks, in my opinion, are the ones that know where and when to use the right person. Right. That's really what it's all about. When to hand that ball off, when to throw that slant, when to look for your your receiver deep. And, you know, I know we we joke about the XFL, but something I've learned by watching this XFL and the access you get from listening to these guys is that, you know, when they recognize the coverage, they can instantly move and, and get, you know, to who's supposed to happen. So I don't know that Heineke is completely that type of quarterback. Oh, I don't know if Brissett's that kind of quarterback or how or anybody, you know? So to me, if, if, if Heineke came back, I think it would still be a very difficult situation because we know that he hasn't been able to excel where he needs to, you know what I'm saying? So I still think it would be difficult. I still think it's going to be difficult, but I will say from a betting standpoint altogether, if I'm tying my money up until next January, I'd rather have it have a bigger return than just something I can do on a, on a normal Sunday, right? If I'm betting on the Cowboys or the Eagles to win this division, I, I could just do that on Saturday or Sunday, you know, and, and, and win the next day. I don't want to have to wait till January, whenever, the middle of January, to, to get my, my plus money, you know, return, unless I'm putting a huge chunk down. Uh, I, I just don't think it's worth it. Uh, Rob Donaldson says, I can't get there with that defensive backfield. I think they'd need quite a bit more. And a game manager, Ryan, your team, what do you think? Uh, I, I think it depends, though. If if Sam Howell is really the guy that they're making him out to be, that changes the whole thing. If he's able to get, like they said, he would. He was unbelievable in practice. And I'm not comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. That would be criminal. Like, I've I've heard that. Just like everybody's like, hey, you excited about Vienna? They're like, are you excited about Eric Bieniemy? I'm like, can he bring Pat Mahomes with him? I said, I like the enemy, but like, we'll see. We haven't seen him without Mahomes. If he can be a solid quarterback, I think that changes the whole thing. And this is not only a better offense. I think it's a top half of the league offense. I even though that their backfield, like what Rob's saying is, uh, They've they got a couple holes. They still were a top ten defense last year, and at one point they were dominant. So I think if they that's we're going to touch on the draft here in a second. But I definitely am in favor of what J Mark said, adding a corner to uh, add with uh, Kendall Fuller. Yeah, Justin, you can continue. And Ben St. Juice, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, um, and just spoiler alert: I have him taking Devin Witherspoon cornerback I, I think he is going to play the right type of football for them he's um, a, a strong guy good tackler and just a good coverage guy so I think that's going to automatically help balance that out so that it's not all on fuller um, and it will kind of you know lift their defense in the backfield there all right well Love that it. was all four teams uh, and again I don't know I know what I said about tying up my money but I, I want to get what you guys think so we can give uh, all of our, our listeners and all of the folks that are trying to figure out whether or not they should bet right now some actionable advice. So, Justin, I'll start with you as far as, listen, any any sort of advice to give to the, to the bettors out there staring at this, wondering if this is something they should pull the trigger on? Yeah, take the Giants. I mean, why not? <laughs> Ryan's he like, got paid to say that. Kramer, Kramer paid him to say that. <laughs> well, I, I dissed the Eagles, so I'm trying to make my job safe by at least picking one of them. You know, um, 
No, I think I honestly the best bet I feel like when it comes out, depending on the odds, of course, but um, the will they make the playoffs? I like the Giants there, and I think they're going to probably be a decent plus money, especially because they're at plus five fifty to win the division. Um, I just I think they're better than last year, and so yeah, that's the kind of bet that I'm looking for personally. Brian, same question. I'm going with my team at plus 950. We've seen year after year where a team will go from last to first in this division. Washington just did it in uh, 2020. But if it's going to happen, it's like what I said earlier, it needs to be where everybody like Philly and Dallas really take a step back and it's a 10, 11 uh, division winner rather than if that thing gets to 12, 13, I can't see Washington or New York winning that many games, but I think it's, I mean, I don't think that they're that far off from these other teams. Uh, they, be, they beat each of them once uh, last year. Um, actually, no, sorry. They did not beat the giants. They tied with the giants and then they collapsed against the giants, but they beat Philly and Dallas. I think, I just think that they're, they're not that far off. Um, obviously I'm a little biased because it is my team, but I just think it's the NFC East. It's always close. So plus nine fifty, I can't I can't resist there, especially with the unknown of what the enemy's offense will look like. I think uh definitely gonna take a stab at that price. Uh okay, let let's do this real quick. This kind of a rapid fire type of a situation. Uh just because uh Justin brought up the the two make the playoffs and I did manage to find that. So New York Giants plus one forty five to make the playoffs. Good bet, bad bet. Good bet, Ryan. Good bet. Good bet. I I, I is I expected yeah. to be a little longer odds, but I'll take it. Still, still plus yeah. money. Crazy how how short those odds are. Uh, Dallas Cowboys to make the playoffs minus one ninety. Not gonna touch that one for yes. No, no it's plus one fifty five though. So if you like the pl- if you like the no side of that, that would be uh, crazy. Rob says, "Don't remind of, uh, don't remind of that last Washington New York game. Lost money on Washington. You're not <laughs> don't alone. Even, d- don't even get me started. That was the first uh, night I moved into my new uh, town home, and uh, my neighbors got introduced to me really quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Washington plus two seventy to make the playoffs. Good bet, bad bet. Love it. Let's go. I'm I'm gonna say good just for Ryan." <laughs> I appreciate I'll, it, friend. I'll, I'll echo <laughs> yeah. that one as well. Uh, just and just for for housekeeping purposes, uh, Eagles are at minus three seventy to make the playoffs, Ooh. but plus two eighty to miss the playoffs. So I I don't know where you want to lean on that one. If you want to pray for chaos and take that, um, I, do you wanna, I don't think they miss it. But that's way too juiced to to take them to make it. Yeah, especially again if you're tying up your money till January, right? Right. Hey, yep. Hey, Rob, I haven't seen. Um, sorry, Rod. Rob's in the chat. Um, Rod, I haven't seen this one out. Are you seeing it? The book that you're looking at. Is there one that where all four make the playoffs? Because that was like, remember that was the big possibility last year. Because all four till about what week sixteen were in the playoff slots, and then Washington petered out with Wentz in the uh, Cleveland game. We can be eliminated. No, I, I didn't see. I didn't see any of the any of those. Uh, I all I'm seeing is the the two make the playoffs. So I haven't seen okay. any of the group to make the playoffs yet. So um, you guys want to talk win totals real quick? Just a a, a rapid fire win totals. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, Giants over eight and a half. Uh, over under set at eight and a half. Over is at plus one hundred five. Under is at minus one twenty five. Good bet, bad bet. Over or under. I like that over, especially plus money. Give it to me. I'm not touching that one just because I think they're an eight nine win team. I think that's a good 
goodly uh, placed uh, win total there. So you think they're going to just be a straight even eight? <laughs> they might be eight, eight, and one. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no way they could do that again, right? Uh, <laughs> no, that- <laughs> Commanders win total seven and a half. The over at plus one twenty. The under at minus one fifty. Good bet. Bad bet. Over or under. They won eight last year, right? They should. Yeah, Ron's won seven, seven, and then eight. (laughs) I don't feel like they've gotten worse, so I like it. This is the year Uh, Ron wins nine. Let's go. I was going to say, I know what Ryan's answer already, given the over on that one. Uh, this oh, one, though, this one's juicy. Uh, Dallas over and under set at nine and a half. The over at minus 125. The under at plus 105. Good bet, bad bet. Over or under? I'm staying away, but I kind of like that under. Is it? I think that's a little low, and which means I like, contrarian-wise, I like the under because I feel like they're telling you Dallas is going to take a step back this year. Uh, we talked about the possibility yeah. that it could happen. So, yeah. you know, it's just a matter of the books are starting to lean the same way. Uh, okay. And then finally, the Eagles over under set at 10 and a half. The over now, granted, this is this is crazy. So 10 and a half, right? Obviously, uh, the over is only minus 150. The under is uh, plus 120. And I say only minus 150 because last year they had 14 wins. So good bet, bad bet over under. I think that's a good one to take a stab on the over. I'm going I'm going under. I think it's the same thing with Dallas where I think the books are telling you that both of those teams are going to have a little bit of regression here, more to that 10-win mark. So I'll take under on Philly and Dallas and overs on New York and Washington. Everybody Ryan finishes 9-8. and eight. Let's go. Ryan is going for chaos. <laughs> oh, yeah. The it's the only way we win the division. <laughs> uh, hey, and listen, though, if anything, like I said, the, you look at the way these free agent signings are going and all of these uh, these offseason moves are going, they, they don't want to just – I mean, they're concentrating on beating each other. Like, that's what they're concentrating on. Yeah, of course, they want to go get far, but obviously they know they've got a long way to go and they've got to get out of that division first. So um, all the improvements they've made, is to beat each other. So this will be a definitely an interesting. You picked a good one, Ryan, to start out with. The, the wheel started out good on this one. Um, all right. So before we wrap anything up, Justin and Ryan, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to, to share anything else you want to wrap up on this one because, again, we could go for hours on this division. But uh, any, any last thoughts as we, as we talk about the a- NFC East? I think Giants are the most improved team. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, do you want to give out your first round picks for all these teams? I know that you're, you're oh, mocking sure. everything up, so oh, wow. we could just touch on we could touch on the the four teams here, and then maybe talk a little bit of what else they may need. Yeah, so um, I got the Cowboys replacing Dalton Schultz with Michael Mayer in the first round. Um, that's the twenty sixth pick. The Giants, I got them taking Zay Flowers, wide receiver help for Dan Jones. The Eagles have two first-round picks. With 110, I have them taking safety Brian Branch because they need some safety help. With 130, I got Bijan Robinson falling down there because if this free agency has taught me anything, it's that there's not a lot of importance on the running back position right now. They're undervalued. Um, And then Washington, like I said, I got cornerback Devon Witherspoon. I, I love I love the cornerback play. Let me ask you this back to B. John Robinson. 
I'm predicting yeah. he goes to Dallas. That is such a Jerry Jones pick. The Texas boy, horns up, Dallas Cowboys. Half most of their fan base is Texas Longhorn fans. Replace Zeke with B. John Robinson, pair him with uh with Pollard. I that's where I I think B. John Robinson is gonna be a cowboy. I, I did consider that when I was going through that. Um, but I just he, Pollard is just too good. I yeah. think they, they need to run him all the time. You you got to put on the Jerry Jones cap. What what is Jerry <laughs> Jones thinking? What will sell tickets even more so? Um, right. <laughs> let me ask you this, Jay Mark. Dallas or sorry, uh, Philly has two two first round picks. I don't know how they keep getting all these first round picks. They they win every trade. It feels like. Do you think that there's a chance that they pair those two and, and trade up maybe? Because they're 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 in a luxury where they just run the Super Bowl. Their roster's loaded. Jalen Hurts, offensive line, D line. Like, do you, do you think that they trade up and get a maybe a, a more impactful guy and get maybe get in the top ten? Um, I mean, it's possible, but when I'm looking at who I have going in the top ten, I'm not sure who they would take. the The one thought I did think of, and they would probably only need to move a couple picks, but um, Jalen Carter out of Georgia, put him on the defensive line with their already good defense. I know he's got some uh, legal issues going on, but they have the linebacker from Georgia who I think, you know, maybe talks to the coach, makes call and say, hey, I know what's going on, but this is a good guy. I know him. We can make sure he stays uh, on the right path here. So, they, and I think he's going to be a game changer in the NFL. So that would be interesting to see him do that. So my question then to to both of you, of those draft picks, which actually – propels because i know we've been talking a lot about the giants and the commanders being the the teams that improve the most would those picks be instant improvements for both of those two bottom teams uh or, or would the picks help the already rich eagles and cowboys keep their heads above water and uh, and stay above the other two teams I think it definitely helps Washington and New York in terms of like New York needs to add another weapon for Daniel Jones, like Dan yeah. Jones. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I forgot he got renamed when uh, Brian Dable took over, but yeah, no, they need another weapon just because that, that wide receiver room was so limited. So adding an impactful guy in the first round, maybe he had two, to be honest, maybe the first round and maybe the fourth round as well. Um, they need a big target too. They got a bunch of little guys. So all these slot guys that they got in, um, in New York. And then obviously I, I like, I like your angle on Washington taking a corner. There's multiple corners here in this uh, first round draft pick. So yeah, no, I, I like that. Justin. Um, yeah, no little a, little B really, because um, you know, if you think if the Eagles do end up getting Bijan, him and hurts in the backfield is going to be tough to defend. Um, there are as, as much needs as the bears have, I have a little bit of hope that maybe with the ninth, they just take a swing on Bajan because same thing, him and Fields in the in the back there, that's going to be hard to account for, um, especially with both of them obviously being elite runners. Uh, Zay Flowers, I think, gives Dan Jones a good target. I think he can step in right away. And then the Cowboys replacing Schultz with Mayer. I think he is going to be a starter right away. Um, sorry, I said Mayer. I think it's Meyer, Michael Meyer. But uh, anyways, yeah, I think he can help them right away as well. And then, like I said, helping the cornerback defense position for um, Washington is going to be important for them. Well, again, from a football standpoint, and I think from a betting standpoint, this NFC East is going to be a wild ride, and uh, it'll be fun to watch all of these storylines play out. Uh, obviously, it'll be weird to see Dallas without Zeke. It'll be weird to see Philly without Sanders. It'll be 
very interesting as to watch all of these changes uh, shape out. Rob Donaldson says he loves Davion Witherspoon. Uh, Devon Witherspoon, rather. I'm sorry, I'm watching too much XFL. It's Davion Smith, and I just... Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? It's so when you're shifting gears, it's like I don't know what's going on. Uh, but yeah, so I I, I think that this is going to be a fun division um, from a betting aspect as well. So that's why I'm glad we're able to kind of break out all of these divisions. Um, all right, I feel like we've done a thorough enough job of going through and talking about uh, all of the NFC East. So let's go ahead and tie things in a bow and I'll turn it to Justin, let everybody know where they can find you on social media so they can keep up with not just your mock drafts, but like everything else you got going in this business. Yeah. I put everything on my Twitter at J Mark football. Go give at old fashioned football, a follow as well. We are on our own feed now. Um, We had a big guest scheduled for tonight. He had to postpone because ESPN rearranged his travel schedule to, so he, he will be on 411, but we're bringing in Colby Dant tonight. Um, speaking of college <laughs> players, we're going to be going over some college players. So, uh, yeah, check that out. You know, fantasy football, drinking whiskey, reviewing whiskey with the wife, and she yells at me for a lot of different things. So in a fun way, though. Yeah, if you ever if you ever wanted to just feel that awkwardness of couples arguing in your comfort of your own home, Look no further than the old-fashioned uh, fantasy football podcast. I love it. No, you'll love it too. It's it's a blast having fun with the with the Marks. They're a brilliant mm-hmm. family. I've been watching enough. Oh, thank you. That's you, uh, Ryan. <laughs> let everybody know where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, everybody watching uh, YouTube right now at Moneyline underscore Mac. Follow the NFL show all uh, all off season. We're going to be here every single week up to the draft, even breaking news for agency. We still don't know what's happened with Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, and then uh, the college basketball experience as well. The whole college experience. Uh, I know college basketball ended last night with the national championship, but the transfer portal is more chaotic than even NFL free agency. So uh, we're we're, we're going to be bringing a lot of content here. So let's go. Just like Ryan said, we'll be here all offseason long, bringing you more betting content on the NFL as news progresses. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it is here, whether it is in between media. Of course, please, please go check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast and the F1 Gambling Podcast. Full season swing, man. We've been having a blast uh, watching NASCAR and F1 together uh, and winning you guys some money. So uh, check those out as well. And Thanks, everybody, for sticking around. Oh, go ahead, Justin. Not to interrupt you, but you don't have to know anything about NASCAR because I don't, and they're entertaining, and I have won money off of them. So well, It's a good thing <laughs> better we, don't, we don't know anything about NASCAR either, so uh, we're just kind of <laughs> fly by the seat of our pants. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's a blast. Me and Cody are having a, a good old time uh, this season, and it's just gotten better. So, all right, everybody, we'll be back next week to break down yet another Uh, division in the NFL. Keep it locked though here because there'll be shows coming out throughout the week uh, and we'll just be back again on Monday. I think we'll keep the three format. I like this. I like like having you guys both on. So, Uh, All right. We'll do that. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, let it ride. 